Who makes us uncomfortable? I know there's certain people that make me very, very uncomfortable to be around, and quite honestly, my sin says there's some people I'd just rather not see. And it strikes me by this gospel reading that often I'd just rather not see Jesus. I'm one of those people that if a commercial comes on or television asking for money and they show people suffering in all kinds of horrific conditions, I want to turn away. I don't want to gaze my eyes upon the pain and suffering of people. This past September, when we were in Seattle dropping off Hannah for school, I was struck by the huge population of homeless people in Seattle. And most of them are very, very harmless. Most, practically, probably all of them were probably more afraid of me than I of them. And yet, I didn't look at the homeless as simply a population. I looked at the homeless as an issue or as a problem. I didn't want to see them. I didn't want to be asked for money. I didn't want to be panhandled. I did not want to see some of the things that I saw. And so I could do what so many of us can do who've had urban experiences. I could see through them. I could walk past them. I could become, sadly, indifferent. As we know, indifference is the opposite of love. Not hate, but indifference. If we can dismiss the plight of anyone, no matter the circumstances, if we'd rather not see no matter their circumstances, if we'd not rather not engage no matter their circumstances, then I believe Jesus has some pretty harsh words for us. Today's gospel reading really is very much a surprise. I used to love it. I used to be, oh yeah, I got it, I got it, I got it. It used to be sort of an in-your-face to people who I thought were different from me. It turns out I'm very, very much like them. For a while, our student had what was called the Matthew Project. It was based out of Baldwin, and it was for children, youth, and family. And the idea was to collect laundry kits every fall and kind of make sure that at least we were remembering in gesture without actually probably seeing the least of those amongst us. And it felt so, so good. And I used to say, okay, this is it. This is the chapter of chapters. And it's full of wonderful surprises. Bad surprises and good surprises, but both wonderful. Both sides are caught by surprise, and they ask, When, Lord, did we see you? When? How about that? Usually surprises are good. And all along, I used to think, Okay, I'm in the sheep camp. I realize, no, not necessarily so. There's also more surprises that shock my faith to the core. In this last teaching in the Gospel of Matthew, right before Jesus goes on to the Passion and Resurrection, this last teaching doesn't say anything about being baptized. It doesn't say anything about confessing with our heart and our lips. 
There's no call for any of those things, but rather it's a call to the heart, which, which should not be a surprise because all throughout scripture, we hear that God looks at the heart. God sees things differently. And the heart is what really, really matters. And so there's a melding here in this gospel reading of faith with the heart. It's not about doing good works to earn ourselves into heaven. It never was. It's not about not doing good works to exclude ourselves from heaven. It never was. It was a matter of the heart. Faith and the heart go hand in hand. And faith allows us to see Jesus where we don't want to see Jesus. A lot of times I know that I want to see Jesus. Well, not really. I'm sort of content with all the bad artistic portrayals of Jesus that probably have nothing to do with what Jesus actually looked like. And I'm wonderful with great images of a warm Jesus welcoming children onto his lap. I'm comfortable with Jesus rising from the dead. I'm comfortable with Jesus even coming down in great clouds on the last day. I'm comfortable with all kinds of images of Jesus, except for the ones that he portrays today. This is the Jesus I would rather not see. And that is my challenge. And that is my sin. And that is my own undoing. That is my goat making. Because the reality is that when I don't want to see Jesus, then I am missing out on life changing now and life everlasting. Because my heart then is in check. I'm challenged and I, in this challenge, realize that yeah, faith is difficult. Faith is complex. Faith doesn't automatically assume that's gonna keep on growing and growing and growing without nurturing it. And the reality too is that it's not enough for me to read scripture. It's not enough for me to pray. It's not enough for me to enjoy the sacraments. It's not enough to do all of those things without having the heart for Jesus, without having the love for Jesus and all the forms of Jesus. It's about having a heart that can be changed. And the reality is, when we choose to see Jesus in those we'd rather not see, well, Jesus sees us, and the heart is changed. This is not a prescription of do this or else, but rather it's an invitation. Because as always, God is gracious and merciful and wonderful inviting us to see and to be changed. And with that, what else can we say but to God be the glory, now and forever. Amen.